Welcome to the bullpen. He's back in the bullpen today. We have Mr. Grayson Quay, weekend editor at The Week and columnist at Spectator World. A very accomplished individual should be fun. We're gonna talk about guns in this country, gun laws, gun reform, and how they may impact the upcoming election. Uh, Mr. Quay, good day, welcome. Thanks for having me back, Dr. Richie, it's good to be here. Absolutely, man, good to have you back. Um, I don't want to presume what you know believe about the gun debate in this nation. So if you would, give us your sentiment and I will then opine. Well, obviously I was uh, horrified by what we saw. And I think that uh, maybe this time we can be a little less confrontational than last time because I, I like to consider myself pretty reasonable on this issue. I'm not uh, necessarily allergic to expanding gun control somewhat in this country. Um, I think it's just a question of what's ultimately going to be the most effective way of addressing pro the problem and uh, what our expectations should be about uh, what we can actually accomplish. Okay, I think that's a reasonable start to an answer, but it does not provide an answer. So if you would, dear brother, give us what you would actually promote, embrace and endorse as a common sense gun reform platform. Well, most gun purchases are already subject to background checks. I'd be fine with expanding those further in some way. I'd be fine with some version of a red flag law, although obviously anything that happens where they can take away someone's guns without a court proceeding makes me a little nervous. So I'd want that to be hedged in such a way. And then I'm honestly not necessarily even allergic to the idea of having some kind of some kind of an assault weapons ban put in place for I don't know 10 years or so, like we did back in the 90s into the early 2000s. I just think the question is. I think there's a lot of kind of utopian thinking on this issue where it's like, well, okay, if there were no guns in this country, what would it look like? And that's just not a realistic starting point. I think we need to start from the point that we are by far the most heavily armed country in the world. Um, that And that restricting the sale of new guns, whether it's assault weapons or high capacity magazines or something else, isn't going to put an end to these mass shootings. I think even if we were to ban high capacity magazines and ban assault weapons, we would still have mass shootings at a rate far higher than we okay. see in other countries. So let me go ahead and go down this rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. um, you are right, people will still kill people even if you ban particular guns. Mm -hmm. But you would not argue we need to make murder legal because people will still murder people. <laughs> Certainly not. Okay, correct, so follow me on this. Uh, when you say no guns in this country, that is a non-starter. Mm -hmm. And you're correct, nobody is making that argument. Mm -hmm. No, Literally nobody's making the argument that America is going to be completely disarmed. And when people bring that to the narrative, they're simply trying to dilute the reality or the severity of the situation at hand. Now you mentioned three things in particular, universal background checks, red flag laws and a temporary ban on assault weapons. And by the way, the majority of Americans actually agree with you and the majority of Republicans agree with the universal background check and the red flag laws, okay? Mm -hmm. But there's a disconnect between the elite executives at the NRA, the mm -hmm. gun manufacturers and the Republicans who have decided to oppose it. But let me mm -hmm. add something to the equation that actually would have stopped the mass killing in Texas. Mm -hmm. 
changing the age from 18 to 21 on that level of weaponry. That would have mm-hmm. stopped that situation. Let's be very clear. If Texas had a law that said you have to be 21 to get this level mm-hmm. of weaponry in this state, like other states do, mm-hmm. if they had that law, then this mass shooting would not have happened under the same circumstances. Am I correct or incorrect on that? You are correct, and I think I agree. Okay. And I agree with you on that one. I'd be totally fine with raising the age there to 21 um, and kind of leaving 18 as the the age for something like a bolt action rifle, perhaps. Where's the disconnect between your common sense conclusion based on gun reform and the actual Republican Party? And let me contextualize this by stating a member of Congress agreed with you. He had the audacity to agree with you. After he agreed with you, every single endorsement decided to drop him. Mm. He is now not going to run for reelection because he agrees with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think it's a red meat issue for the base in a lot of ways. And I think the NRA really punches in many ways above its weight. And Mr. Quay, I'm going to ask you a question about why America? Why is it only happening in America? And let me provide this context for you. We're about we're 20 plus weeks, I think 22 weeks into the new year, all right? <laughs> Already, according to NPR, we've had 246 mass shootings mm-hmm. in the United States of America, unparalleled to mm-hmm. any other country on the planet Earth, mm-hmm. even when you calculate for per capita population, unparalleled. Let's look at the numbers. America makes up 4.4% of the global population, but it accounts for well over 40% of all the guns on the entire planet, all right? From 1966 until modern era, over 30% of all gunmen and mass shootings worldwide are right here in the United States of America. And I know some people would like to push back and say, well, this is about mental health, this is about, well, no, 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 that's not accurate. Because that would mean that America has a higher Mm -hmm mental health issue in their population than any of these other countries. And the actual opposite is true. Now, Mm -hmm. our mental health capacities are not perfect, and I advocate for them to be better. But in comparison to other nations, they are not abnormally higher. They're lower compared to other nations based on the stats. And another study was done, I think University of Alabama, but another study that showed under 5% of fatal shootings in the country are actually connected to a mental health dynamic. So what's the problem? Why is this happening in America exclusively at this level? Well, I mean, part of it is what you said. I don't have any problem admitting that part of it is the fact that we're an incredibly highly armed society mm-hmm. by worldwide standards. That's right. Um, at the same time, we've had times in American history where firearms were much more available which with much fewer restrictions. And we didn't see shooting, shootings, mass shootings and school shootings at nearly the rate that we do now. School shootings are virtually unheard of in American history up until the 1970s. And then there's one maybe every few years. And then ever since Columbine especially, it's just been one right after the other it seems like. So there is an element, I think, of, of a, whatever you want to call it, a social contagion or a spiritual sickness um, 
it's something more than just the guns, I think, but I'm not gonna say it has nothing to do with the guns. All right, so so I appreciate you at least nodding to the fact that it has something to do with the reality of how many guns we have. Let me push back on your narrative about there was a time where people had more access to guns. That's that's somewhat true, but it's not part, it's not the entire story. The era that you're really referring to, you're talking about low capacity weapons. These weapons did not have the capacity to commit the carnage that's being committed today. Sure, but so, it's not the case that people were going in and shooting two classmates with a bolt action rifle instead of 40 with an AR-15. They just weren't shooting any of their classmates. So where do you think it comes from? Like I said, I think there's a spiritual sickness here. And I think there's something to do okay. with um, imitation, perhaps. You really see them kind of building off of each other and feeding off of itself in some way. It's All right. It's it's hard to put your finger on, I think. Do I, you I have think it has anything to do to say, it's the guns. with parents teaching their children that they are being replaced by blacks, browns, and Jews? Do you think it comes from that at all? Do you think that's part of some of the makeup here? I don't think so necessarily. Not, I not think at that all. you see I think that you see people of um, of a variety of backgrounds and political beliefs mm -hmm. uh, shooting up including schools. that one. Yes. Okay, but so I mean, I could that's included in that. All but right, so I mean, I wouldn't turn around and try to blame uh, gun violence on uh, Bernie Sanders' rhetoric, uh, even though the man who shot up the congressional well, baseball not, game several years ago was a, a diehard Bernie Sanders supporter. Yeah, but I'm. I not just think at this point it becomes unproductive. To a personality. Yeah. I'm comparing it to political ideologies that coexist, but they don't. They coexist. But they repel each other. Let me give okay, you another Okay, sure. Well, example. then, what about the New York City subway shooter who was a black nationalist, or the man who ran down that Christmas right. parade and, in Wisconsin? And, and listen, I agree with you wholeheartedly. So I'm going to get into that as well. These political ideologies they coexist, but they repel each other. Now, mm -hmm. if you go to the guy who was um, on the uh, subway, well, he did have an actual history of mental health disorder, but he was called a terrorist immediately, and I think his actions were 100% evil against those that he. I decided to injure, and and it is uh, it is worthy to note that he was a hundred percent for Donald Trump, according to the rhetoric of his own writing. But you you don't think this culture has become much more divisive, much more aggressive against the common person, against just common humanity. Differences are no longer celebrated, no longer tolerated in America. We're saying things that we really can't take back. Once you say things like Somebody needs to die, you can't take those things back. You have devalued their entire humanity. But that's the rhetoric you hear primarily from the movements on the right. You don't think that has issue here. I agree with you that we're in a dark place as a society. But the more that people acknowledge that, the less willing they're gonna be to give up their guns, not more willing. Well, that's why you have laws and policy. All right, mm -hmm. I'm giving, I'm, they're telling me it's time to wrap up. All right, mm -hmm. I wanna bring you back. We got another show coming up. I was having uh, fun, Dr. Richie. All right, I know, man. I know. We'll bring you back, though. Quay, always good to have you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely.